What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 79 of Super GG Radio. Where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent, I am your host and sports ball enthusiast, Alex Arona. I got I got the Madden, the basketball, and the stickball. I got a lot of I I got I got all the ball games. All, all the ball games. With me this week is pro blazeball player Joel DeWitt. How's it going so far, Joel? I am all about the Hellmouth Sunbeams, but I don't see a comeback in the cards. I've talked a lot of trash to Andre, and I'm getting my karmic justice right now. It's easy to get caught up in that blaze ball. Gotta tell you, though, I, you and Hartwig, I'm a little bit salty at. You guys didn't choose the home team, the Chicago Firefighters. I'm, I'm back not in, from Chicago. I'm back in the pride, my, baby. My, my area, like, my area has more Packers fans than Chicago Bears fans. You don't understand. We, I'm back we in the home. We are wanting to see succeed from Chicago land. We want to be our own separate state. <laughs> we want no part of you. Now, to the man who hates Blazeball, Eric Getty Gettinger. Getty, how I much don't do you hate, hate baseball? I don't hate Blazeball. I hate baseball. And honestly, I wrote this intro as kind of like a joke, but I'm glad that you guys were able to take it and run with it. <laughs> uh, but you know what I do want to talk about uh, if we have time? Nope. Uh, you want to get on that Paper Mario and the Origami King this week? Nope. Water, nope. water textures? I, I, I still haven't started it yet. <laughs> Come on. You gotta give me your copy. My, my kid has monopolized that game like nobody's business. And, and I, I, I'm up there looking every other day and like, this looks really fun. <laughs> and then he's, just, he's up there playing it all the time. And he's asking me questions about how to beat it. And I was like, I don't know, man. You're part of You got to steal that game from him. <laughs> you tell him to quit I started, being frugal. He's got to spend his to, coins. I went to go visit Joel and I ended up back, like, backseat gaming his son. And so I was like, check this out. He's playing it. And I'm like, no, go to the left. No, 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 no. Other, okay, no, rotate. Your inner finger topside. Yeah, hey, I yep. got him. I got him through a couple fights. Yep, the boss battles are where it's at. Mm-hmm. The, the best part is that there, there's severe Joy-Con drip uh, or uh, drift on their Joy-Cons. Yeah. Right now. So like all these all these levels are the rotating sort of uh, circular things you have to line up, and so it's him fighting with the drift with the timer running out of the corner. But he's like gotten really adept at it too. So like. I'm afraid that once we fix it, he's going to be all out of whack with how he is able to control everything. I, I played on your Switch, man. Those Joy-Cons are effed. Yeah, I, I need to find the mailbox sometime soon. Mm. <laughs> well, instead of talking about that, we're going to meet some best dog friends and early adopters, have a sit-down with the news, then explore the undergrowth and learn some Tai Chi in the Backlog blog. But first, early adopters, where we pay, play alphas, betas, and games where we did some questionable things for a code. Very questionable, Alex. It wasn't that questionable. I just, we or you? He. I just I said remember. I did. I said I did. Uh, okay. Okay. I, was, I don't think I compromised anything. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I did. We played Blightbound. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Blightbound is a 2D? Is this 2D? Is it, is it, the artwork's 2D. But it is in a semi-3D plane, uh, kind of Diablo-esque, uh, dungeon-crawling. You know, they have the... the what I what kind of felt good to me was that the classes are very... They kind of very much pull from a lot of the classic D&D, World of Warcraft kind of tropes. Gauntlet. What was that? Gauntlet. 
Gauntlet. Okay, Gauntlet. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Yep, very Gauntlet S two. Um, I pro- I pointed out Dragon's Crown. Uh, I know you guys hadn't seen it, but I sent you guys a picture in the chat uh, of Dragon's Crown, and you can kind of see where it's a two D art style, but you have foreground, background, a little bit of a brawler, but mostly a Diablo S dungeon. Right. Uh, Blightbound. Uh, definitely in early access right now. Uh, let's start with Getty. Getty, what did you think about our time with Blightbound? So I, I just want to go on record as saying that I don't know how Alex got these codes, um, <laughs> but we played it last night, and it it felt good in some areas, and it felt very uh, early access in others. So one of the things that was definitely driving, I know, all of us crazy was the character selection. So it gave you the option, or so it said it gave you the option, to select which character you want. And the main class uh, that they would throw out, a warrior that is basically a tank, you have a mage that has heals, and then you have the rogue that can stun and do heavy DPS. Uh, but knowing how all three of us play, I think we all had like a character or a class that we wanted to to try going into it and then we ended up getting stuck with other classes until we finally got the luck of the draw and I was it seems all like over. yeah <laughs> it, yeah we I just, was it clicking just all like over that damn screen yeah it was it was miserable <laughs> it was completely miserable because like you would click on the character profile and it would take you to a menu where you could equip items add stat points to them if you've leveled them up uh shown their status and stuff but it wouldn't let you select the character so you would just, like, clip that character, you'd exit, and then, like, most party games, you'd all have to hit the ready queue, and, like Alex said, like, it was almost randomized. Like, I didn't see any way that you could control who you play as. Right, and that's one of the issues that I had with the game thus far. Uh, having said that, any of the characters you can play pretty easily. It, I played with a controller, I think Alex did too, but the... All the buttons are very manageable. Uh, I only really played the tank and the mage. I think that mm-hmm. you guys can agree that I was pretty good at mage, and I can't tank yes. for trash. So, yep. Also, yes. Yeah. Can't confirm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you you saved our asses often <laughs> when you were the mage. Just lots lots of crawling back to safety. Oh, to that get. was probably my favorite part of the, the session that we had last night, just watching everybody like, Gaddy, come on. Oh, my God, I'm dead. Uh, so, yeah. so that's that's kind of, okay, okay. So that we come to one of the things that could be improved upon with something like this game is that there is a resurrect, but... There was, I mean, there should be a one where just like an instant wipe, like this isn't going to happen. Or there should be some sort. Of, there should be at least a little bit more retooling of some of the classes. There are uh, the ones we found because you have to unlock them by finding survivors in dungeons and bringing them back to your town, and then that's how you unlock a new class. We had rogue, warrior, and mage. Mage was based on mana orbs that he found in the environment and from killing enemies. Warrior would get more rage from blocking, and Rogue doing more damage uh, would get combo points to unleash even more powerful attacks, uh, very much uh, in the tropes. But the mage was the only one with a heal. There was no items, no potions, no nothing. At least from uh, my perspective, I don't know if you guys saw something different. Nope. No. So then... No, I, and I think that was by, by design, though. Like, I, I feel like that was very intentional, because the whole thing is kind of run-based, and... 
in the hour or two that we played, uh, it seemed like the whole point was you were either going to beat the level or you were going to wipe and then get experience towards the sort of tiers of upgrades that you get after each level that they assign to you for experience. Uh, and then there was that whole blight meter. So, like, after each round, it would tally up the times that you got knocked out, and then if you lost the round, and there's sort of a meter around the profile of the character that goes down with the more blight you get. And I, I never reached full blight, so I don't know what happens yet. I, I kind of mm. assume maybe you would not be allowed to play that character for a while, but I don't know. I mean, we just didn't reach that point. Thank goodness. Yeah, I think they're trying to they're trying to encourage you to swap characters, but it didn't give you a choice to pick characters. Early access. <laughs> Early access. But I I guess there's eleven characters for you to unlock at this stage. After it gives you the three, I know we got one last night, but. It seemed like another rogue It said it was the assassin, but I feel like it was probably just the same kind of idea. Uh, and that was like right at the end. We we were not very good listeners. We are bad, bad, bad people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and, yes. and when you get to the town, you there's really not... The town is just more for you to equip any items you had received in the dungeon, selling it creating new ones uh, with different NPCs you would unlock, but there wasn't even like a walking around town. It was just straight menu, which their darkest dungeon had that where it would show a town, but you would just go through menus to get to, to get around. You wouldn't necessarily move a character around the map. So uh, I'm, I'm more curious about what this game brings. We saw laser laser trap puzzles. We saw a couple bosses that had, different waves with uh shit like one guy would show up with six copies of himself and you would define the real one that was a pretty difficult and uh i'm trying to think if there's uh, anything else that we kind of saw oh we saw because this game is is very heavily focused on having more than not i don't think they really want you to play alone so we saw a lot of puzzles that end up needing all three of us to hit a switch moving boxes around so there is stuff here to do. There's they're really kind of working on building this environment and this game around around you know, the 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 dungeon crawling genre. So I think that there there's still a lot here, but I also think that early access there's going to be some changes, some shifts, some new classes for sure. I'm sure. This sure, is sure. definitely something I wouldn't want to play alone. Like I. I I would not want to play this without a party. Uh, I, I just I think the social interaction makes this uh, tenfold better. Well, that was <laughs> than, the, than how I'd perceive it. That was the alone. joke behind all of it is that Alex really wanted to play this game, and you could buy it like the three cop the three key copy of it on the Steam store. Um, but he was like, oh, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> that didn't actually happen. I didn't realize you could buy a three key copy. I, else I, I said it like. Three or four times to you, I was like, oh, you could always just drop the 60 bucks and get all of us keys, and you're like, nope, nope, I'm going to hit up some people. And you it did it. show you how much he's listening to you. He did it, yeah. <laughs> That's how I've been able to get away with bringing up Paper Mario and the Origami King three weeks in a row. <laughs> That's how that works? Yeah, you forget each week. I don't forget each week. None of this has to do with me forgetting anything. <laughs> 
as I just knock it. Uh, thank you, Thomas uh, Schullenberg, uh, one of the uh, HR team for Blightbound, uh, as well as uh, Devolver Digital for letting us play Blightbound. I think this would be fun to play a little bit more of, maybe on a stream or something recorded so we can uh, discuss it. Possibly video format, Joel. Mm. I think it would definitely what else be have fun. we played this week? <laughs> Possibly future content. But uh, speaking of codes, I did uh, dirty, dirty things for Getty. I got you a game. You did. Got you a game called Best Friends Forever. Best Friends Forever. BFF from your BFF. Uh, I can, think can that's going a little about? far, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about BFF, Best Friends Forever. Best Friends Forever. Uh, so it is a graphic novel-esque game with elements of Nintendogs. I think that's the best way to put it. So uh, it, it starts off with a very heavy story um, that you would find in a graphic novel. And it's like, hey, you're coming to this town, and now... You are gonna need to fit in, and everybody in the do- in the town has a dog, so you probably want to get a dog, and you should definitely join this dating app. It's called Woofer. So, of course. Oh the, yeah. The yeah the, the character selection uh, is pretty limited, but it definitely gives you um, the options to have a more diverse person. It's not like, uh, you know, when, oh gosh, what was that terrible one that we played at, at Extra Life two years ago? Oh, Dream Daddy was two years ago. One uh, year sorry. ago was Colonel Sanders. Duck. So Colonel, I love you, Colonel. Yeah, Sanders. I love you, Colonel Sanders. Where just throws you a character. This one, it's like, all right, pick uh, who you want to be. There's, I think, four different character models, and then you can pick uh, your pronouns. So you don't have to be. He, she, you could be they, them, which it makes it uh, more inclusive for everybody. So once you uh, once you make your character, you start to get to know your hipster self a little bit better. You move into your studio apartment. Uh, you have an existential crisis, and then the next day you go and you you pick a dog. It gives you four different dogs to pick from, and each one has its own uh, pros and cons, but. Don't worry, because over the course of the game, you get to train your dog to be better in some of the areas that they're lacking right off the bat. What what kind of dogs? What are, what are the four choices? Uh, wow. There's a Shiba Inu. I put Inu. you on the spot, didn't I? There's a Boxer. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's okay. Uh, there's a smaller dog. And that's okay. Smaller dogs are all the same. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I think that there's. There's one more, but I can't remember. And one of the problems that I ran into almost right away is that it gives you profiles for the dogs, and I was reading through them, and two of them were the same. As to say that somebody took the text for one of the dogs and pasted it into the wrong spot. So <laughs> I felt like it, it really diminished a little bit of the, the dog selection aspect there because I wanted to get to know all of them a little bit better. Uh, ne- yep. Next question. Sure. Uh, why didn't they call it Best Friends Forever? I think that was probably taken. Hmm. It's a good question, though. Google we should probably uh, tweet and retweet until somebody replies back to us. Or blocks us. Yeah. 
That could one of the two will <laughs> equally happen. So uh, I have just started to scratch the surface of the dog development here in the game. Once you have your pet, uh, each week you select different trainings that you can do with them. And then at the end of the week, it gives you a, a time to go out and walk around and get to know the other people that you can date in the city. So there will be a map and different points on the map. It'll be like, oh, you can meet up with this person and this person. And then there's a couple that are like, hey, you can go ahead and hang out with uh, at the dog park. And that'll help to train the manners of your dog a little bit better. So there's, there's a lot of development that you have to do with the dog all at the same time whenever you're in a scene talking to people your dog will try and like leave the screen or it will poop or it will try and move around and you have to like quick time it and grab them and like pull them back up or like drag them back into frame and then when the poop comes you have to like quickly grab it and like move it over to the can too so uh it's very more laid out for keyboard and mouse, in my opinion, at least in that aspect, because I've got some Joy-Con drift going on now too, guys. And when I'm trying to pull that dog's head back up, uh, it's like, yeah, it starts to do the diagonal thing, and I'm like, nope, don't do that. Great, man. Didn't that work. shit's more contagious than COVID. I, I, yeah. We can't. I, I can't escape COVID. I can't escape drift. <laughs> it's everywhere around me. Yeah. Um, so is this game, is this kind of game up your alley? Do you like the Nintendogs and the Tamagotchis of the world? I don't know that I... I never enjoyed it very much. What I'm in for this uh, game is the story. I need to know what happens. I need to see uh, which people I want to date and then see how their dogs interact with my dog. So I see. You're, you're the kind of man that read Playboy for the articles. Gotcha. I don't even think I bought a Playboy. That seems yeah, like I mean, old. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty antiquated now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have nudity anymore. So I had I had a friend in uh, middle school. Oh, here we go. Lived across the street from me, and you know, back then when we were kids, you know, it, it wasn't quite as prevalent to find that kind of content, but. Uh, there was one time where like we were hanging out at his house and he showed me his dad's collection of playboys and he was like do you want one and i was like no <laughs> no i don't <laughs> no i don't want your dad's playboy it's a, it's a good question though do you want it how would you have taken it home like hey i'm just gonna put this in my backpack it, it feels like a real devil's bargain you know nobody <laughs> I, wins i'm not sure i wanted to go down that road <laughs> And you gotta stay. You gotta stay friends with that guy too. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Not anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, not anymore. But back in the day, if you would. Oh oh yeah. If you would, you, you had to be friends with the neighbor kid. There was nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> so Getty, you wanna you wanna date all the people and see what kind of dogs they have and which one's gonna be best friends with your dog. Best friends forever, Alex. Are you best friends with your dog in the game? I'm working on it. You have to earn Bork points. To level up your dog skills. B- B- Bork points? Bork. Bork points. Bork points. Yeah. Uh, how's Laser like in this game? Uh, she has casually watched me play it a little bit, but not. Uh, she's also not big into the visual novel kind of thing. But did she pick the dog? 
I let her look at them, and she was like, no, it's your dog you pick. So I had oh. to pick the Sheba. Those are harder to come by. Hmm. Getty, I would, like, I would like this to be added to your beat list. I'd like to see what you think overall about Best Friends Forever. If you become Best Friends Forever. I'll make it through this game. Don't worry. Getty, this is going to be an ancient epic. <laughs> Do you know what else, is all, uh, what else is an ancient epic? I think we're going to find out. Raji, an ancient epic, uh, came out with Nintendo's Indie Direct... Joel, you picked this one up uh, out of morbid curiosity. Is you, are you morbidly curious? Uh, I'm uncultured swine, and so I saw an Indian-inspired video game and went, ooh, that's actually uh, an area that I'm not too well-versed in. Like, my background in Indian, uh, ancient Indian uh, relics or history is based in like one class I took in community college where it was uh, Eastern religion and there was like a very faint amount of time placed on uh, Indian culture uh, so big blind spot but uh, Raji in ancient epic it's basically God of War which is kind okay. of a weird thing to go by like uh, you're, you're playing as the main character at Raji and the main premise is that her brother her younger brother gets stolen by demons and so hmm. she's chasing them down from region to region trying to catch up with them and, and rescue him and throughout the process you are having a narration done by a goddess of war named durga uh and basically you're going through each sort of segment of the world in this 3d plane and encountering enemies uh, fighting them off with a weapon that you have. You start off with sort of a staff, an, an uh, electric staff, and mm-hmm. but it's it's like God of War because you got like a, a light attack, a heavy attack, you have a ranged attack, and then you're just fighting them off one by one as you get to these different segments that get closed off into sort of a kill room area. Uh, the gameplay itself is fine. Like, like it's it's not as crisp as more current 3D brawler type games are. It feels more akin to like the old God of War in that it's a little clunky. It's uh, not as smooth as you might expect stuff to be anymore. The frame rate is a little bit slower and, and like visibly so, where, you know, it, it does, I'm not sure if it really detracts to me, but it does make things feel like they're moving in slow motion at times. Mm, okay. Uh, but but it generally feels pretty decent. Like uh, it, it it is functional, and you get other weapons along the way. So like you start with a staff, and then you get a bow and arrow, which has different like it has range attacks, but also combo opportunities. And you are also able to interact with sort of like walls and pillars and stuff. So you can kind of do the whole like matrix climb up, <laughs> walking up the wall, and then like jumping upside down and then shooting your arrows at a bunch of enemies on the ground type stuff so you can kind of lure these guys in and have really effective neat uh, counter attacks and stuff like that uh so it, it it does feel better as you did along with that but it's it still it still kind of plays second fiddle to the environments which are really uh quite different from what i'm used to seeing like it's there's a lot of uh sort of architecture in the buildings that 
evoked the sort of, well, ancient Indian uh, environment. There's lots of areas where you are encountering these mosaics of different sort of scenes of uh, Indian culture. And then the, the goddess and god will be talking in the backdrop as, you know, trying to describe the scene. And then it'll sort of highlight and uh, glow certain segments as they're talking through different battle scenes and things. And they sort of mm-hmm. act as, like, narrators, as if they're talking about, like, will she or won't she be able to rise to the occasion to harness this power to save her brother? So, all in all, it's it's a pretty pleasant game so far. I have run into a few weird bugs where, like, there's an area where I was climbing, and you have to sort of, like, jump and climb up walls and stuff, and I got caught, and then it just sort of had me stuck walking around like I was just air walking but unable to go up or down i had to restart the game Ouch. which is a little weird uh, mm. the developer on twitter did say they're working on a bug fix i saw the tweet to that before i ran into that problem so i was like well, i wonder what they're talking about and then like an hour later i was like okay i know what they're talking about <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and and the other thing is that like it is it is space the camera is angled too far out for my lighting so like the characters and the enemies all feel like they're a mile away from where the action's taking place. So I would really like it to be a little bit closer so you could feel like more in the mix rather than playing like an in air spectator, right? And I, I, part of me kind of wonders if maybe like the graphics are so uh, undefined to where if they zoomed up, it would be blatant and they made a choice to do that. So the character models wouldn't be so up close and visible to that. But all in all, I'm enjoying my time with it. And, you know, I, I would I would recommend it to somebody who likes that style of game and can really take pleasure in sort of like just witnessing the environments and uh, getting a sense of what's going on that way. So the game does have a lot of style, especially with the the action and the heavy, but also makes you feel like you're seeing a lot of the the artwork of the culture and able to drink it in, as they say. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, you do run across these scenes that really feel uh, evocative. Like, like it's, I, I just reached an area where you walk up a nice pillar of stairs, and then right in front of you, you've got these huge walls with, like, a giant door. And, and it's it's very stark, especially since your character is so small and the camera's placed behind you. It gives that sense of size, you know, this uh, small woman compared to this huge sort of structure. And so it, it does play with the angles really well that way. Uh, they use lighting in a really effective way to really bring out the color in a lot of sort of adobe-colored buildings and structures. And it, they... I would say the art style is very successful in that way. Hmm. Okay. I think you may have sold me on, uh, on Raji, an ancient epic. All right. So I also wanted to uh, shout out to uh, Pop Agenda, who uh, got us best friends forever. Uh, Also tweeted at the developer why it wasn't best friends forever. (laughs) My uh, online punnery knows no bounds. Maybe we'll find out before the recording ends. Will we? I know. He's going to get us in trouble. We're going to get blacklisted again. All of a sudden, we're going to be we're going to be suddenly blocked. Mm-hmm. So there, they, you cannot see their tweets anymore. 
Well, let, let's chase our tails into the break. Be right back. best friends forever we're just gonna keep making that joke until they they change the name of that game i don't think that they can no it's already in there it's out there it's it's too far gone yeah we got the news news uh first piece of news new switch hardware refresh coming next year joel as rumored the <laughs> resident <laughs> rumored nintidiot Nintidiot? That's good. What do you think? I'll I'll allow it, yeah. Okay. Okay, there we go. What do you think of this hardware refresh? Please, Mr. Nintendo, don't make me buy more hardware. It's too late. (laughs) Yeah. Like my my uh my problem is that I'm the sucker who bought probably three different three DSs over the lifespan of the system as they upgraded it. Uh, we've we've already hey, got a couple switches. Yeah, yeah. You got that Ring Fit, right? Oh, I sold it. <laughs> you also got that um, that clip-on Pro controller that clips onto the side of your Switch, didn't you? Yeah, that was a worthy purchase, though. It's nice having an actual damp controller. Like Joel, I'm gonna link you the uh, Taiko Notatsu drums. Let's get no. you fully kitted out. No, that's a bridge too nice. far. <laughs> I like the last thing the last thing i need is to introduce my kids to something they can bang on all day at home while we're all stuck together um no i mean i, I heard those are hard to come by uh, anyway uh like <laughs> the rumor here the rumor here is that like it's it's going to be like an iterative small upgrade like possibly 1080p screen uh i think claiming 4k is silly i don't think they're going to get the 4k and, and like a minor uh internal hardware bump and then what else alex I, I i didn't quite recall what else was in there that they mentioned uh, they other said than some... like they were talking about like they're gonna release a bun a bunch of games like along with the announcement well i mean the th- oh, so i think of this as when they did the new 3ds they'll probably do a new switch and uh, in that case, it will have a laptop eraser head nub, and uh, you will can only be able to play certain games that will take that will that use that eraser nub that's on laptops uh, and do account just like they did with the 3ds. That's my vote. Only only people with the new Switch will be able to play the N64 games on the Nintendo Switch Online. That is well, could, ridiculous. See, you cut that out see, that's right a now. Joke. <laughs> that's a joke you have, right? You, you think you think that's a joke, but that's what they did with the Super NES emulation. No, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is that you guys make jokes. I bought the 3DS and I like because I bought it when it was dying. I said, okay, the 3DS is over with. Perfect. I'm gonna get in on this ecosystem. I'm gonna play some games. It's gonna be fantastic. Then they did a refresh and said the new 3DS and you can play links. Uh, what links to the past with it? Hmm. Hmm. I was livid. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I 
I get the sense that Nintendo could very much be on the Apple track with doing like an update every couple of years and then eventually just kind of phasing out the uh, capability, the old stuff to play the current stuff. Like the the hardware is set up in a way to, for them to easily piggyback off of that mindset. Uh, the question would be like, is Nintendo willing to sort of break away from the be- the ability to have like a hard break and say, like, here's your warning. This is the Switch 2 or whatever the next console is. The old stuff won't play on the new thing. But I, the stuff I read a long time ago for Nintendo made it seem like they were concerned about having more of a, like, tent of systems that all played similar stuff under the same sort of, like, account services stuff. So that's where I'm inclined to think that they're going with more, like, iterative stuff over a long span of time. I am more curious about the part of the claim where they said, like, oh, in 2021, this thing's coming, and also, that's where all your 2020 games are. <laughs> They're being held mm-hmm. back for uh, 2021, so. Now is the time to do it, though, right? Just because there aren't that many games coming out, everything is getting delayed. Well, not only that, but, like, the financial reporting for Nintendo, like, they're making money hand over fist like all the people that are jumping in and buying a switch now because everybody's stuck at home is looking at their back catalog and stuff and going like okay you know we already have all these games and it gives nintendo no reason to really support much of anything this year if they can sort of push it all back and sort of hope that things will be back to normal-ish next year then it kind of makes more sense for them since they're making dane buster money like they're, they're Tom Nook in it this year. Yeah. And again, everybody else is doing it too, so you're clear to do it yourself. Just push it back mm. and no one you no one will notice. Yep. It's the year of the backlog. There we go. We were ahead of the game. We started this last year. <laughs> Getty just shakes his head. No, I love I, that I, incredulous I, look. I don't know if I agree <laughs> with that because every week it's like, we need more betas. Fuel the machine, Getty. Fuel it. <laughs> and yet nobody played backlogs, you sons of bitches. I have plenty. I just choose to hoard it. <laughs> then we're going to have a bunch of Getty-centric episodes, which right. does happen quite often. Let's, let's do it. Two new pieces of news that are just kind of together. Uh, no Straight Roads launched, and uh, that's not for Switch yet. And West of Dead launched on Nintendo Switch. So those are games that we discussed on this podcast are now out for release. Now they're Getty real. Pre-ordered. Yep, I got it pre-ordered for you. No straight roads. For what? PS4. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You fancy. I am fancy. Okay, then on top of that, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles releases today <laughs> and Final Borderlands 3 DLC uh, coming relatively soon. Uh, Getty, are you more disappointed that it's the last Borderlands DLC or Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remake exists? Ooh, probably that the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles exists. I mean, Borderlands, you know that eventually they're just going to be like, all right, we're done with this game. And then 12 years later, we'll get another one. So at least i don't have to relive the magic of final fantasy crystal chronicles nobody can sorry nobody can make me relive the magic of it well i mean I can make you. gearbox has to make duke nukem forever before they can do borderlands 4 yeah 
Please don't will that into existence. <laughs> I was trying with my mind. Dude Nutrum dating sim. You don't want to get that. I would buy I hate that. You so much, Joe. But he I dates the guns. So Shake it, baby. <laughs> okay. Let's talk the DC fandom. Because uh, two games came out of that one. Arkham Knights... And Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Uh, let's talk about Arkham Knights. Getty. Well, actually, Getty, which one are you more hyped about? Arkham Knights or Suicide Squad kills the Justice League? Joel hates these games and he's a bad player and has bad taste. <laughs> that was good at the end. Uh, I'm probably more excited because we got to see more of Arkham Knights. Once they have anything for just, or for Kill the Justice League... Then maybe I'll jump on that hype train, but the way that Arkham Knights looked, oh boy, that that's where it's at, right there. Yep, it, it's again, a good premise, you know, for 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 something where the the Batman centric stories are a little bit overdone in my mind at this point. As much as I like the voice actor for like the Batman animated series and stuff, and, and they had Mark Hamill back for them through all of them. The, the conceit of, like, Batman being dead and then it's, like, his his protégés all stepping up is kind of a neat premise. So, like, my curiosity is peaked. I'm just curious what the gameplay will actually be like and if they're actually, like, a diverse move set between all the different characters. I don't know how diverse See, now, where's be, that DLC? But <laughs> Alex is still pushing for, what, Batmite in the DLC? Nah, I want the Egyptian parkour Batman and then the the cybernetic mech one from Africa. Is there a bat dog? Yeah. Oh. There's bat mite. He's a he's a shrinking insect. There's I think there is, but I can't remember his name. I know there's bat cow. I think cow. Superman has the dog. Bat cow. Yeah, that's a real thing. That's Superman not real. Has yes, the dog. You made that nope. up. That's real. <laughs> nope, that's real. That's real. Bat cow is real. Uh but you know what I I did it. I don't know if it's true or it's hearsay or whatever, but it seemed like uh, the way that you're going to be able to play this looks definitely more interesting to me than what we've seen from the Avengers, which is coming out, what, next week? Yeah. But this is also more familiar ground because they definitely took a lot of elements from the last Arkham games. Okay, I know this is sort of unrelated, but can we... Can we talk about that Batman movie trailer for a second? Uh, what can we? I want to circle back on that. Well, I'll circle back right. But uh, real quick, I did want to say when they started showing gameplay footage of Arkham Knights, they gave in-game explanations. They threw it right away. They're like, "This is alpha footage, but here's an explanation as to why you can pop in and out of games." They have utilized the Justice League satellite to. Use short-term teleportation to bring in your friends to play with you and hang out with you and help you do stuff. I'm like, guys are full of shit. You just got get characters that are going to be popping in and out. I'm going to pop in in Joel's game, and I'm going to be kicking butt with him. And then I'm just going to disappear, and they'll be like, oh, he teleported because the Justice League used a satellite. Got it. Is this the Batman movie or, or game, or is it the uh, Justice Arkham. League one? Arkham Knights. Okay. Okay. That's what they said. They they made it. They ready. They pre-justified how you're going to be coming in and out of each people's games. Dumb. 
was like, man, you guys put a line in there and everything. You said it. <laughs> uh, okay, so what about this uh, Batman movie, The Batman? Okay, I, I I feel so old now. Okay, <laughs> you feel they, old. They, they, used, they used a Nirvana song in the trailer. Yeah. That, that's... Uh. <laughs> And it, it was like a slow plotting version of it too for a song that's yeah. already slow in plotting. <laughs> it might as well have been a video game Gears of War trailer. What what Ooh. are they doing? It's true. <laughs> like, I I know this is like one of those cases of like our generation and before being pandered to a little bit, but like this is a little bit too uncomfortable for me. <laughs> well, what makes I'm me laugh ready. about all of that is you want to be pandered to Robert Pattinson was in an interview and they were talking to him about video games and how he's a real life gamer like all of us. And he said when he saw Aerith die in Final Fantasy VII, he cried. And I was, one, I will give anybody the benefit of the doubt. Sure, you're a gamer and you don't need to prove it. Number two, I thought about a world where he had have somebody write him hey, write me a video game thing I could totally say. And then him saying, when Aerith died. Aerith. 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 Hold on. I got I to gotta practice. Hold on. I, I've, oh. never, I've never understood somebody that got emotional about Aerith dying. I'm sorry. No. That's because you're, you're almost I, like, as much you of a You play so little with that character in that game. And I don't know about you, but she was never the one on the carnival ride with me. <laughs> I played that game either. Um so like I, I it, it all happens too early. It ha- not not enough time passes where you can really get a connection with that character or get attached to her. I I don't I don't get it. Hmm. Big disagree over here, buddy. What about you, Getty? I mean, unless I honestly I don't know how old the guy is, but unless he played Crisis Core before, then I guess he could have developed a, a big enough emotional attachment to her. But even then, I think he probably would have cried more when Zack died. No, I I think it's I think it's more that a lot of people who feel that way were preteens and teenagers, and had a very simplistic view <laughs> on things. Again, and big so like, disagree with both of you. She was my, she was my healer. She it was it was the she was the main one in my party most of the time. That's what potions are for. <laughs> <laughs> and also that game explicitly materia slots like anybody can be the healer <laughs> yeah that healing wind is all right at the beginning of the game but as would it really have been that great at the end of the game i doubt it everybody else has well no because she's dead yeah well that too but <laughs> yeah it, like joel dead. said materia so healing wind was useful for the entire time that she was alive you guys are was it Next thing you know, you're going to tell me that Yuffie is an essential character to the plot. I hate Yuffie. <laughs> I hate <laughs> well, we found common ground there. <laughs> okay. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. A uh, That one, how was that? You got a little um, bombs over Baghdad, huh? In that trailer. That's hot, right? That Joel, they're pandering to you. You know that song. <laughs> I actually didn't see this trailer, so I was spared. <laughs> I also, uh, you know, was it the actual song or was it a cover? It was the actual song. Okay, I like that song. 
Yeah, see, it, being pan- it, it, it's cool. It, but but also that's upbeat and it works in the right context. So like, I I, I don't. Uh, no, <laughs> this was. I don't want to talk. This about was it. more of a teaser, though. You didn't really get to see too much. It was just revealing the premise of the game. Yeah. Which was that the Justice League have been taken over by Brainiac, and you have to fight them. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm excited for it. I don't... Uh, what I didn't like is that characters who are just normal... Like, there's a, there's a character, Joel, named Captain Boomerang. Normal guy throws boomerangs. Got it? Mm-hmm. Now, they gave him a jetpack, so he's flying around. It's like, so... They wanted people to be super-powered when they aren't. And that's what I thought was ridiculous. I thought that he didn't have the jetpack. He was running Deadshot real fast. Had the and then the jet- other... Oh, yeah, yeah no. Deadshot had the jetpack. You're drunk. <laughs> why, do we, why do we need all these people? These people aren't superheroes that fly and have super speed. So why are they doing that in the trailer? How else are they supposed to take on the Justice League? This is like the Injustice kind of stuff. They they need to create something that allows non-special people to battle Superman and not get obliterated. <laughs> That's also true. But the trailer was fun, good song, and I thought it was quite funny. At the end, they hit Superman in the head with a boomerang. It was very funny. No gameplay, both games set for 2021. So it'll be 2022 releases. Could then. be. Yeah, probably. I have no, I have no bones about the fact that those will probably get pushed back, but uh, for now, let's take a fur break and be right back for sure. Please, news, please don't run away. I don't ever want to hear the word fur break yeah, ever again. That's weird. <laughs> news just left. <laughs> we'll Can you blame her? with the backlog blog where we play games that we thought would grow on us it was okay also uh (laughs) we had a we had a conversation uh off podcast off air where uh overgrowth is i was a little bit behind on uh here's a little peek into my history i played world of warcraft all through college so i missed a lot of gaming a lot of gaming in those college years those formative college years and uh so i got steam a little bit late than uh, my compatriots here. So I found the first Steam sale, and I went nuts, and I bought everything I could for, that was like a dollar. And in that came a game called Overgrowth. Mm-hmm. I just played it. <laughs> I've, I've that, that had is, this That is definitely in my Steam library, too. <laughs> it has gone <laughs> unloved. <laughs> so, okay, Overgrowth is a game about anthropomorphic animals that are all kind of characters from kung fu legends continues Hmm. you are a rabbit who doesn't isn't necessarily want to hurt people but has gotten so good at fighting that he can and will murder everybody uh using uh his kung fu kicks uh and what seems to be some tai chi 
uh, martial arts style discipline. But it, it, it's kind of one of those stories where trouble keeps finding him. He'll just walk up. He goes, I'm, I'm looking for a secluded town where nobody is. And he goes to a town and someone's like, what are you doing here? He goes, I wanted to find peace. Well, we've been just been raided by bandits and they kidnapped half the town. I guess I got to go after him. And then... <laughs> That's that. That's kind of the story. It just keeps happening, you know. The, he saves the, every the whole town, and then someone goes, "We'll never be safe on this island. Let's go somewhere else." Well, I guess I better go to make sure it's safe over there too. And it just keeps going from spot to spot. But it's it's very much on the at the time frame of like a 360, the PS3 physics. You know, the physics based where people like the enemies and character designs was like ragdoll. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. that time? Yeah, very heavy ragdoll. Yeah. And this game looks like this was built in the Oblivion engine, but it's a third person. You're a human sized rabbit and you have counterattacks on one button. You have block on another button. You have a dodge and then you have your one. You only have one attack and it could be a roundhouse kick. It could be a forward kick. It all depends on where you are, say, on the terrain or if you're running really fast or if you're going left or right. It actually changes based on how you're fighting. So if I move to the left, my roundhouse kick will come from the right. You know what I mean? All right. So it's it's positionally based. And then one you know, once you not, like it, when when you when you fight somebody and you kill them, they collapse and you see blood come from them and it's it's again corpsing out really hard. So it kind of just it gets like kind of grim. <laughs> kind of grim to watch, like these like little ragdoll characters, like blood in their mouth. I'm like, I just killed is like, it like three is rabbits. Is it like kill? Is it like kill Bill, where it's like, like a fire hose of blood, or is it more like realistic? <laughs> uh more realistic because it's. Oh, that's, that's what I'm saying. Bummer. Is that the game is the game is kind of realistic in a way that's weird. They corpse out and then they'll just be bleeding from their mouths. Hmm. It's like oh, if oh, if I wanted to see that, I would just go out to the roadkill about a block or two away. But it's, they look like people, so it's like a weird mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a weird mix. And then, uh, let's think here. There's some light platforming. But, again, built in the Oblivion engine, so everything is super-duper floaty. Your character can jump, like, 15 feet. <laughs> and they expect you to. <laughs> they expect you to. There's there's a lot of platforming. And uh, the combat, like I said before, very positional-based, kind of reminds me of uh, Bushido Blade, because Ooh. it it roughly takes like three hits to kill somebody, uh-huh. but if they have a sword, it's one hit. Yeah, that that game had a good blood spurt, and the fun part about that is that everything was so pixely that it just looked like uh, uh, sparks coming out of people's bodies. Yeah, <laughs> I I miss Bushido Blade. They should make a Me new too. one of those. First two are excellent. The so that's the thing is that uh, you have a you can jump fifteen feet and then you can just do a kick mid air. And that generally was a one-shot kill, mm-hmm. so I just did that all the time. And there was no, there's no life bars. It's very again Bushido Blade. So if you hit him right, so that jump kick just like last boss, last boss. Oh, it's a guy. He's like ready to kill me. The jump kick. I got the right hit. He's dead in one hit. <laughs> you know the weird thing so, is you you said it's okay. You're kind of selling me on this game right now. <laughs> it, it sounds like the right it sounds like the right kind of dumb where it could be entertaining. It's just more that like it's just something to watch and to see and uh, like wow this is like a there's a weird thing happening right now I don't 
I don't like. Why would you have platforming where I have to jump fifteen feet across a river onto an iceberg, slide across it, and like, oh man, this is super floaty. And the physics, like I said, like if you miss that jump kick, though, your character kicks straight out and then just flops on the ground. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's it's cool. It's something to look at. It's something to see because it just it's of a time when you can see what people were trying to do. Like, oh, this is 360. We got all this. We got the physics and we got this engine and we have these games like, you know, uh, when when, you know, taking Half-Life mods, right, and making it into something different. Right. And this seems like that, where someone was trying to take a game engine and, and just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks, and they came out with anthropomorphic animals and a Kung Fu The Legend Continues style storyline. And then online multiplayer, which is like... <laughs> what? It's just Did some, you try it's, that? It, no, I, I didn't yet. You should. But it, it's okay. just... Again, it's one hit kills. It's one hit kills. <laughs> if you do it right, it's just like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know what what's going on with this game, but it's 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 oh, interesting. If, if there's anybody playing that online, they must be beastly. Yeah, like you're starting to get mowed down. I was trying to break I out his will. Yeah, try it out. It'll be fun. <laughs> nope, rage quit. Uh, yeah. See, there's like rabbits. There's rats. There's anthropomorphic dogs. The dogs, I, the dogs lead, uh, let out a little cry when you kick them in the face. It's like, oh, I don't want to hear that. I wouldn't be able to play as a dog, no. Uh, so, yeah, I beat Overgrowth. Uh, it's kind of a short game, uh, roughly four hours, just kind of uh, trying that out and seeing where that story took me. Uh, it, it ends in a nice little platforming climb up to a city in the clouds, which is kind of cool. But, again, platforming, jumping 15 feet hopefully hoping that at the other end because if you remember 360 they had distance but not i don't know if that that much distance so you do get a little bit of like draw distance mm-hmm. we're like i think that's a platform over there i'm gonna jump and see is that it yes it is okay or i know i just died yeah usually back then if there was that bit of distance they would usually like obscure it with fog or something like that i think that was sort of the normal way they handled that and that did happen here and there in this game so it kind of it's tricky. It's tricky, but uh, Overgrowth was definitely a journey in and of itself that I think that is worth taking a look at. If anything, just to watch some videos on, see how the gameplay is, because it's a, uh, it's they sure did something. <laughs> nice. It's a fair assessment, I guess. <laughs> that but, was a uh, game that, that was made. <laughs> yep. I like I like finding an occasional game where it's just me experience some experiencing something that like uh, was a time. I like time capsules, right? I, last week I was ta- or a couple weeks ago I was talking about Halo. Mm-hmm. Just having that time capsule of what is happening in that generation, what people were thinking, what they were trying to do because yeah, in this game you can see that this was this looks like uh, the textures all look like Oblivion. This sounds like a pre-Steam boom game. Like like, like you said, it was something you picked up on a Steam sale. I, I've got like 50 or 60 games on Steam that I had bought just because it was on sale for 99 cents, like you said. And Steam used to have those things where like they'd have meta games where if you bought one of these games and then got a certain achievement in the game, you then unlocked stuff to be able to redeem for new games. So like... 
the way they had gamified stuff in the past kind of compelled you to try out these small, strange things that maybe aren't feeling unfinished, but feel kind of like un- underdeveloped compared to the more uh, AAA games, you know? Yeah. And that that's kind of why I, I, I was like, okay, this is the one I'm going to try for right now. And also, it's, it's very low-key because there's not a real straight world. Even it's it's very sectioned off. So between, like, okay, you go from point A to point B, and then it stops, cutscene, combat encounter, stop, cutscene, and then somewhere else, new map. And it's, so it's very quick hits mm-hmm. uh, of the story. And, again, at the end, uh, it kind of comes to a head where all the rabbits go to the Cloud City, et cetera, et cetera. I just, yeah, it's something, it's something different, and I could see what they were trying and seeing how the engine works is neat it's interesting so uh that was overgrowth let's shuffle into our last segment one last thing where we discuss one we give one last statement one last sentence sending us into the weekend and you the listener to the weekday for me i'm hyped getting prepared for video game jeopardy that will be streaming tomorrow alex given you the listener it'll be It'll already have passed, and it will be on YouTube. Thank we you. Will be posting that quite a bit on Twitter. <laughs> I was so mad right I there. I worked hard on Jeopardy. I know. I know you worked. I hard worked on hard you. on Jeopardy. You son of a. We should have hyped it more in the follow or the previous weeks. I'm so bummed that you were like, and it'll be two days after you have heard this. So. <laughs> Hear this. <laughs> I mentioned it last week and the week before that, but I digress. Also, we have started our Extra Life team, so if you would like to help uh, raise money for charity or donate, we'll start to include that link, uh, and then also we will be picking a day in November. We're still working out the logistics. Joel, what's your one last thing? Uh, we, we didn't mention it in the news, but I, I need some help, guys. I uh, They announced a Turrican collection, which, like, me and five other people that had an Amiga... <laughs> <laughs> we'll remember this game, but uh, it was a 2D side-scrolling shooter, a la something like uh, a Contra, except the Amiga had graphics that were, uh, like, the characters were drawn a lot bigger than, like, they were on NES and Genesis, and so that allowed things to be a lot more detailed and uh, colorful, so uh, it's such a cool game. I, <laughs> it's like 20 bucks for uh, per collection and each collection has, like, only two or three games, but then they've got, like, the Amiga version, the Super NES version, <laughs> and a store attack version, and, like, I, I might buy this. The, the only <laughs> thing they need to add now is, like, they need to release International Karate for <laughs> for the Switch, and then I'll be set. Man, you're a sucker for these. Given, I like Turrican, too. As well. Yeah, I, I just... You, you know, it's the nostalgia. It's uh, it's shameless nostalgia. And I'll, but like, I think these games are good though. They still stand up. It's just I'm not sure if they're twenty dollars good. I'll oh, stop. How many is I'll it? still buy it. I'll still. He's buy gonna it. buy it. It's three games, right? Uh, so the anthology volume one is Turretin and Turretin two, Super Turretin for Super NES. Super Turrican Director's Cut for Super NES, and then Mega Turrican Score Attack. 
Uh, I only care about the Amiga versions. That might change once I own this. <laughs> and then Anthology <laughs> 2 comes with Turrican 3. I didn't know there was a Turrican 3. Uh, Mega Turrican, Director's Cut, Super Turrican 2 for Super NES, and Super Turrican 1 Score Attack for Super NES. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm buying this. All right. Okay. Okay. There We're sorry. Go. I did. I only know Turrican one, two, and three. So and Super Turrican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Getty, what's your one last thing? I'm gonna play video games this weekend. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna try and finish up uh, Kill It with Fire, and I'm gonna play some more of Mind Control Delete. Boy, that game is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, you'll be talking with it about it soon-ish, then? I hope so, but, man, it is... like A lot? If you were like, oh, man, <laughs> Superhot really did some like crazy stuff and, and revitalized this genre, like, it did, mm-hmm. this is doing, like, a lot. There's a lot of different stuff. I was like, <laughs> oh, it'll just be, like, a couple of different... Nope. It is... <laughs> there's so much going on i don't even know how to we're, we're gonna need like a whole segment to decompress <laughs> mind you know, control delete huh yeah that's i'll play it what, what pl- kind what what genre it's super hot oh, okay all that's right that's the free dlc if you owned super hot oh okay all right yeah let's all play that so we can have a decent conversation yeah. about it then that's what i was saying is that i'll i'll do it I'll I'll start I'll fry I'll fire that up. Well, hold on. Let me. I'm just gonna check my library here real quick to see how how much I've actually put into it because I feel like it's my eye just twitched when you said <laughs> library. I, I know. I did I know. it on like I just, purpose. So, wait. I know. I've already dropped oh only two hours into it, but I think that there's still. <laughs> I don't even think I'm halfway through it. That's crazy. Just a super hot itself is already a shortish game, <laughs> and a free DLC update being that long is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta get good, otherwise you're gonna be real sad. I'm gonna be. I'll real be real sad. sad. <laughs> <laughs> And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we stream every single solitary day. Uh, different streams have been coming up here and there with Super GT Radio, where my big brother has been streaming some racing games. That'll probably pop up another time. Uh, we do have a friend of the site, Alec, who wants to be streaming Mutators. Have you guys heard of Mutators? No. no, it's a road light, isn't it? No, uh, well, mutators or randomizers? I believe they're randomizers uh, and or mutators. They are where you will play a game that you know like the back of your hand, Joel, so say Link to the Past, but all of the items have been randomized. Oh, okay. All right. So Alec is playing a lot of those. I think he's playing Final Fantasy VI right now with randomizers. So uh, that is something that is going to be on the docket for some streaming in the future. Uh, that Kevin Hart. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hartwig 
keeps playing Metal Gear Solid 5 off stream and is progressing the story and I yelled at him and he said, I couldn't help myself. I was like, you damn near almost beat the game. I will beat you. You should just tell him no frog fractions if he beats it off air. Oh man, he would hate me for that. I'll go into his channel and do that. I would rather he beat it off air. (laughs) Than on air. Jeopardy will be a thing that I'm going to try to do once a month. Three guests going strong on Jeopardy. Two rounds and a final Jeopardy. Let's go. You put a lot of work into this. I tried. I tried. Yeah. I I figured out logistics is where I kind of feel most proud. It's weird because if you talk to Joel and I, we both know quite a bit about logistics. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Don't tell him. And if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Provide a review on iTunes or the Duke Nukem Forever of your choice. Also, check out our Extra Life. Links will be in the podcast. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. Good game. Good night, everybody.